This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought, Dom- oh, I thought Domas had him. <laughs> Like Cuz had that reporter. Hey, can you imagine if his screen popped up and it was Domas in the video? <laughs> He's here. He's here. James is here. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM Carex QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320 always live on the free Odyssey app. Boy, we were worried about you, James. <laughs> we weren't sure if Domas pulled you aside, maybe like threw you off the top of the golden one center or you know just he he was not feeling you today james oh no no <laughs> oh, so, so you felt that too james you you felt that well of course yeah yeah so yeah he's I mean, standing like, look, two feet from me of course i felt it i did come up back I, I came back around and asked him another question later he like, said yeah like yeah I no said, we got it <laughs> i don't know it. that it I, yeah, I don't know that the question came across wrong. Maybe it did, but <laughs> I asked it of Mike later, but in a different way. Like the energy, the effort, all that stuff, It's that's been consistent with Domas. But let's not act like he hasn't been all over the board product, uh, productivity. Hey, wise. Domas, you've been ass so far this season. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> no, he, he's been good in like like two-thirds of the games. But let's let's not pretend like he didn't have a bad that like that Alperin Shangun didn't like get over on him at, or that you know like some of these other guys that typically wouldn't. Valanciunas has had a couple of good games against him. Mm. Uh, Kevon Looney's had some good games. Um, like the the big kid for the Clippers, um, Zubats. Well, pr- yeah, probably like, more importantly, what's in his mind is the last two games were tough. And I think he knows that Golden State. I don't think the Golden State one was like bad. Mm-hmm. It, it it wasn't the production we normally see from him. The Clippers was. That's not a Domas game. That's tough. Like you're not you're not racking the rebounds. You're not assist like nothing. That was a tough game for Domas. Yeah, I, I don't think I was like out of line with my question. I'm like, is it something? Like I think I asked Mike very specifically. Is it something that you guys have to figure out as a team how to get him? like better looks or like what is it that's happening did has the league kind of figured out some of this stuff that you guys are doing and maybe that's it you know like they're just trying to limit him and the easiest way to limit the kings is to limit demonis sabonis um and then you know from there they try to figure out how to slow down De'Aaron fox you know yeah uh but for right now like you can't tell me. I mean, this is a guy who had, I think it was 66 double doubles last season. And he's already had like four or five games where he doesn't have a double double already. And that's just unusual. Right. So yeah, I, he wasn't, uh, I, I don't think he, 
he fully was on board with the question. He was not. Sure. I can confirm he was not. In fact, all yeah. of us, we can confirm he was well, not on board with it, it, he, he was not on board with James Ham. <laughs> James got to ask the tough questions. That's, got why to. He, that's why he's James Ham. Got to. That's why he's James Ham. But the thing that we talked about as well is, I mean, Delmas, after not playing well, uh, not having two back-to-back two good games, not in a good mood, much mm-hmm. like after Houston. And we like that. Yeah. We like that. We don't want you to just be like, oh, you know, everything's all good. We want you to be pissed off. Once again, a great saying. I hate where it came from. I want you to be pissed off for greatness. Like, if you're not achieving that, I, I, I want you to be on edge a little bit. And this is the second time we've seen Domas following uh, subpar games where he's just not here for any of this. And I love it. No, I'm okay with it too, because like, look, it's not, you can't shy away from it. Like there's something's going on. This is a player who was so consistently great all of last season. Like if he had a bad game, it was 16 points and not, and not 19, right? He had 11 rebounds and not 15. That was the type of bad game that he had. And this year he's been a little all over the board. And not only that, but he's had some centers that shouldn't have big nights against him put up huge nights. And so, uh, like, I don't think there's anything wrong. I just think that, like, everything is not working properly in this offense uh, yet. And, you know, again, like, they've got to figure it out. Like, his numbers across the board are down. And, like, it's only a matter of time before he figures it out. But um, I I thought it was even interesting, like, he talked about how, you know, in the past, they they were just trying to get their offensive flow. They weren't worrying about doing things like isolating players, uh, like isolating bad defenders on the opposition. And they're starting to do more of that over the last like week where they're trying to pick on guys. And it's like the next version of this offense is to be able to add that wrinkle mm-hmm. in. And I think, I think Domas will be just fine. But for right now, like... I don't know. He, he, it's not, it's my job to, to ask, like, what is it about what's happening on the court that's not allowing you to succeed? So, and it's Domas's job to tell you to go to hell. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is. It is. And, and, and I, it, you know, you, you, you bring up Domas and the, you know, the tough thing everyone think about, Domas got to get right. He's got to get right against Denver. He's got to get right against who he called the best player uh, in, 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 the, in the game. Uh, Jokic last year on that December 28th matchup that was 127-126 uh, had 40 points, uh, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Demontis Sabonis, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He did not shy away from this challenge whatsoever. Remember the game the night before, December 27th, that's the one Domas missed. So Yeah, and if you're watching Jokic play right now, like one of the few people who you can compare Jokic to is actually Arvidas Sabonis. Like, what Jokic is able to do, how he's able to handle the ball, how he's able to, like, direct traffic with the ball. So uh, it's a it's a fun matchup because, you know, uh, Domas has nothing but respect for, for Jokic and what he's done. I thought, it, he, you know, he said he's the best player in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's who you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. If you're the Kings, your team is built a lot like the Denver Nuggets. They might have a little bit more length and athleticism at the, like at the three and the four than your team does, but you've got more um, creative playmakers on the perimeter than they do. 
but both of these teams are sort of out of the same mold. And this is a team that's a year or two ahead of where the Kings want to be, right? They're a team that just won the championship. But even more than that, they're a team that have made the playoffs like three or four times in a row. And we're starting to build something. And uh, that's who the Kings want to be. And so if you want to be that, number one, take notes. But number two, like go out there and, and try to beat the best, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. James, since the head coach has no idea whatsoever, do you know if Keegan Murray finished practice? <laughs> he didn't. That was that was kind of strange. I, I think Mike was saying he didn't know if he finished practice on Monday. Like that's still weird. Like I would, Mike, could you so direct too. me to someone who might know? It was like almost like, um, if you don't know who does, could you? Yeah, could like you get your supervisor, please. Like, I'm gonna need to raise my hand here and ask a follow up to that question. I, that was kind of strange. Um, Mike doesn't like to dabble in who's playing and who's not mm -hmm. and what the medical report is. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's kind of new this year. But like, again, there are ways that it's being like the flow of information is being controlled pretty tightly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you other than uh, we'll find out maybe in 18 minutes, maybe in an hour and 18 minutes, maybe in two hours and 18 minutes, whether Keegan Murray is questionable or doubtful for tomorrow, I'm going to guess he's questionable. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to guess that there's a good chance he plays, but the last time I said that he did not play and then he didn't play in the next game. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I, uh, it's hard to tell by when the videos are posted. So judging by your response, you were there for the Mike Brown conversation today. Yeah. Oh yeah. He okay. just spoke for nine minutes and I wasn't going to put that on. I was I wasn't you gonna wait. Sure to put that you on, on thrown you <laughs> we, off, well, we didn't on know you didn't somewhere. It's possible. <laughs> like they threw James out of practice. I um, had to drive home to get on a radio show. No, so no, I no, didn't you did. Have a lot of time. And we played. We played a little bit. We played just like the first like minute or two of Mike, and we played the part where he was talking about Keegan Murray. Was there anything else Mike talked about today uh, that 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 you took? You know, anything else from what Mike said today? You got any takeaways from? Yeah, I think. You know, again, they're they're adding nuances to the offense right now. That's something that they're trying to do. And it's it's not just like what they're doing. Okay, so I'll go back to Dave Yeager, right? Dave Yeager like had his team like first of all, he did like this tra crazy training camp and he ran the team and ran and ran and ran them. I mean, Amon Shumpert's like, I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. I, I like this is the most ridiculous running camp I've ever been part of. They get to the regular season. They run, they run, they run. The whole time Mike is telling us we're running because we're not very good at, at basketball. And we're just trying to outrun our opponents. And basically we're using a gimmick to try to win games. Right. And the reason why he did that was number one, that is what his personnel was. And number two, he knew he was going to get fired. Right. That like he came into the season saying, like I, I've got like 20 games before I'm I'm getting bounced, right? That that writing is on the wall. They're already having conversations. It is what it is. Then they they start winning. They can't fire him. They have all this crazy stuff that goes on with Brandon Williams, all that stuff. But I, I bring this up because Mike Brown it has tried to tell us the same thing, except for his team is way better and more seasoned and um 
and is winning despite not knowing how to do all the things that they should be doing. And it's why the attention to detail is such a big thing with Mike Brown. But now what we're seeing is a team who won on just sheer grit and uh, offensive flow and, you know, crazy whatever, like last season. And his job, Mike Brown's job, is to start filling in these little gaps in knowledge that this team has and create a long-term winner, create a system, a structure that's in place that will lead to long-term winning and will make this from a one and done to something of more like what we saw from Rick Adelman. Mm -hmm. And like the process here to get this team to that level, it's not easy. And it requires lots of practice. It requires, you know, lots of hard conversations that, that don't always uh, go well. It also re requires Mike to, to try things that, that don't work mm -hmm. and to gamble a little bit and, and then, say, okay, that didn't work. Let's scrap that and let's go to something else. So I think what we're seeing is, you know, they're adding as much as they can slowly to, to make this team as complete as possible. But everyone has to understand that there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be ups and downs because not everything that they're trying to institute that they're trying to add to the offense or the defense is going to work uh, the first time or the fifth time. And sometimes it won't work at all. And you got to change your direction and try something new. Um, but that's part of taking a team from a really good team and trying to turn them into a great team and trying to, again, fill all of these little gaps in knowledge until you get there. How long do you think that's going to last? Like, how long do you think they're going to tinker with stuff until they, whatever it is, the new stuff, old stuff, whatever, until they say, all right, this is what we're doing and how we're going about it moving forward? What if I told you it was like three years? <laughs> No, I mean, winning. that's as long as they're winning. I don't care. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the answer, though, right? Like you're going to keep trying new things and you're going to keep trying to develop a team until like everything they do is like even like the conversation that I we had about with Domas about the Nuggets. Like there is a clear pathway where you can see how they have so many wrinkles on top of like their standard offense, like. There are all of these extra things that happen when you're playing the Nuggets that that only happens organically through playing together for years and and you know growing together as a unit and and having guys come and go from what you're doing that either work or they don't work or it works so well that they go get paid and you can't afford to keep them. But that's where the Kings are at the beginning of that journey, right? They're the the Princeton offense that Pete Carrill ran it didn't just flow instantly. It took a little bit of time. And even when it started to flow, there were all of these wrinkles that were added, like the, the counter to the counter to the counter that we've talked about. The Kings are just in, they're in year two. And even that, like, I don't even know if you can consider all of last year, year one. The fact that that team just like basically got together and started winning games, it hit a lot of the fact, the, a lot of the nuances of the game that they weren't doing well. And now it's it's Mike's job and his staff's job to continue to uh, to do patchwork until they get it right. You think that's part of what we're seeing? I think Casey asked you something similar to this a, a, a couple of days ago, like with the rotations and how it feels like he's still kind of trying to find the rotation. Is that but with the context being Keegan's out and before that Trey was out. 
And then there was a stretch De'Aaron was out. And like this team hasn't had their full complement of players yet. And is that, you know, the the tinkering and all of that stuff, is that part of the is that part of the constantly evolving rotation Mike has right now? Yeah, I think so. Plus I, I think there's also there's something to trying things, right? So you look at like JaVale McGee, you put JaVale McGee in the first half. Uh, against the Clippers. And the reason why you did that is because if you watch what happened to the Clippers a couple of days before, <clears throat> Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Aiden, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, like just crushed them. Like the pick and roll was like, they couldn't stop it. And th- that's why, I mean, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Jordan scores more points than he had since like 2019. And so like Mike's got to try that because it's something that just worked and you have one of the best pick and roll guards in the league and one of the best pick and roll finishers in the league. And you got to see if you can get on a run and have that happen. It didn't. And so you went back to the Trey Lyles and Sasha Vazenkov mix. And once again, it worked. Right. Uh, so I think that there's a certain amount of, of tinkering that's always going to happen within a game and within a week or within two weeks. Um, and it's going to be situational. It's going to depend on who you're playing, but, uh, that's why coaching is so difficult. You have to keep everybody engaged because you don't know if you're going to need Kessler Edwards for 10 minutes. You don't know if you're going to need him to step in and defend a Brandon Ingram or or uh, Andrew Wiggins. And some games, it works where you don't need him. And Harrison Barnes is out there doing his best, and and that's good enough. And then other games where you're like, okay, we need a different look. So I think that, again, this is a, a complex puzzle and Mike has got so much experience, and that's why the Kings continue to win, even though they're tinkering, even though I think they're right now they're at 34 games lost on the season to injury. And we all scoffed at the the national writers that said, well, this team hasn't really lost anybody. They they played all last season, then they were healthy the whole season. Like, okay, well, you can't say that now. Mm-hmm. And the team is exactly where they were last year. They're 10-7. and seven. It hasn't looked the same, but... Uh, you know, they definitely have, have had to adapt. And sometimes I, I think it's better for a team to go through this, especially early in the season where you're not, it's not just a straight vertical climb to the top. They have adversity. The adversity, whether it's wins and losses, whether it's injuries, what, whether it's missing shots and guys like worried about their spots in the rotation, they're, they're going through it. And you hope that they learn and, and they're better for it. I'd really like a straight vertical climb to the top just to see what it just yeah. just to, I, I need to compare oh. compare and contrast just, once again I'm in yeah I'm, 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 just, Rich just, Kelly Rich you guys hear that yeah. just straight to the top let's go that's it. That's, well, what do you mean Evan? that's what we're doing here on on ESPN 1320 oh that's facts it's a straight vertical climb I, I don't know what anyone is talking about that's what we do uh, um, I meant uh, more from the Kings perspective well yeah go straight mm-hmm. yeah yes. Go to the, the NBA championship yeah. this year. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, you know what? James was right. We needed a little adversity. This this wasn't as great as I hoped. Just compare and contrast. That's yeah. all. Okay. This is great. All right. Wow. All right. This is great. Yep. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't throw a penalty on the chatty house. Why, this, why not? This, uh, yep. It's got to be verbalized. Chatty it's got to be verbalized. Yep. 
I yeah, can't, yeah, can't control undefeated. the fans. You 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 have strong Luca vibes from KC today. He's been begging for penalties and all all, <laughs> that, all day. That's facts. Yeah, it's been a, been a rough day for Kenny. He's on edge with the game this weekend. I'm gonna start it's, talking to the refs like I'm Taylor Jenkins. <laughs> oh. oh man, <laughs> don't, do <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. What did Taylor that's, Jenkins say? It's not great. Yeah, uh, you can't say it on the radio. <laughs> We can go get Kimberly. She says it on the radio. We can go get her. Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Yeah, I could get Taylor. Taylor will let you know how he feels. <laughs> hey, on a side note, that um, we had a tree fiasco, and you guys missed well, the tree fiasco. No, no, it got were... captured on video. Yeah. Multiple okay, so videos. Okay, so it did get captured on video. The yeah. tree fiasco was spectacular, so... Somebody decided to build a fake tree in the middle of the two tables in our in our eating area, mm-hmm. which was questionable. I'm not sure. It was highly questionable why you would put it in that exact location. A little bit. Yeah. And then I think they talked Kyle into moving it. Condom. But then Kimberly yep. came in wondering where who exactly moved the tree. Yep. And she asked me, did you move the tree? And I'm like, I didn't move the tree. I just showed up. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this went on for like, she was like a an investigator she mm-hmm. was like she was not happy like she was running around with like a lamp like making sure like grilling people like did you move the tree mm-hmm. kyle held it together really well kyle moved the tree kyle. but he got caught on video yeah, he got yeah, caught on video they went and checked the video there's like 49 that's how, that's cameras around here yeah they they, kyle, they caught him kyle said i'm not a snitch he said not a snitch if, if he said if i were to move the tree I would need two or three people, but I'm just saying. Yeah, Kyle, Kevin, the intern, said, have you seen me? I'm not strong enough to pick up that tree. That tree's too heavy. How do you know that tree's too heavy? Kyle, this is where we were at that morning. Kyle, this is where we were at. Kyle literally hit Kimberly with the OJ. If I did it, here's how. Not good. Not good. But uh, he didn't work alone. It, it, it made its way to social media. The security camera footage, I think, is on social media somewhere as well. Funny. That was yeah, deep yeah. fake. Yeah. It's not really Kyle. Deep <laughs> fake. That's right. It was Kevin from the wake up call all along. <laughs> That's right. I got a I got a question that uh might be a you know, might take a little while. So I'll wait till Okay, good, because it's probably not more important than this one. James. Look at that. Look at that. That's not even my, I Harrison That's is child please. Uh, Harrison is, is and he's looking right at you too. Um James, do you know who this individual is. <laughs> Take a listen. Classic. Moment like okay. that where the up and down almost kind of is a roller coaster of, of like you said, emotions and effort and stuff like Hang that. On. It kind of, it out. Who was that? Oh, screaming in the court? Yep. Have no idea. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we man. Were, we were all locked in. Like, that's the governor there. You don't look away. You don't. Yeah, you don't look away from emotions and effort and stuff like that, and it kind of plays itself out. We we must have listened to that twenty times. We let a little bit more of the video play, but whatever was going on in the background got a little bit more animated. So we we decided, you know what? Let's just let's just take this video down for the day. We need the uh, the video footage. Maybe it was Kyle. It's possible. It it would could very possibly be Kyle. It's Kyle, very possible it was or, Kyle or, yet again. Or the wake-up call. It, it, it could be. <laughs> Kevin the intern. Kev, Kev, Kevin got him again. <laughs> Kevin the intern. It's very possible. Yeah, it's very, very much so. <laughs>
All right, this is what we'll do. We'll come back. We'll talk more uh, about the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about the game this weekend and, of course, uh, the in-season tournament coming up uh, on Monday against the New Orleans Pelicans. And what happens if they lose? I know no one wants to think about that, but they do have to play a game if they lose. Yeah, and that's foul. That's what we'll discuss. Steele and KC along with our insider from the Insiders, James Ham, here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting testy in here, boy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, I got three things, and I think it's going to seamlessly go into the Kings in the in-season tournament. Is this a three-part question? Three statements. You're like trying to one-up John Dickinson in his two-part questions. Three statements. Three statements. Number one, I just want to... I'm going to miss you, old friend. Pac-12 football plays its final game tonight. Final game ever. Oregon versus Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Damn. You guys don't understand how sad I am that the Pac-12 is gone. This is terrible. So... Final game for the Pac-12. I add one thing to that. Yeah. We're on the doorstep of college football changing forever. Yeah. No, you're right. Championship week is this week. When is this? Who's going to really well, care they'll, about they'll, they'll be championship week next year. It just won't matter. They should get rid of it. Probably should. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't care about championship week as much as I cared about last week. Nah, and yeah. it, it, I didn't didn't recognize it at for, like that was the last great Ohio State Michigan game we're going to see. All this is Auburn changing. Alabama, all of it. The 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 kids are going to be able to eat a little bit, so that's cool. But I, all this is changing for the worst, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be good. They went overboard. They didn't need to do this. No one asked. They gave us no one. Hey, four is not enough. Maybe eight will work. Not twelve. No. <laughs> No, why? No, not that. Exactly. But the kids, the kids. You know, what's strange is that they always threaten this in, like, European soccer. They're always like, oh, we're going to make a Super League, Mm. and you're all going to get left out, and we're Super League, and it's going to be the best of the best, and we're going to play every week. And football went and did it. Mm. They just signed it. Mm -hmm. Like, because every time the Super League falls apart, Mm -hmm. it does. 
It it always falls apart. But no, college college sports in general, they're like, oh no, let's let's drive this thing off a cliff. Terrible, man. Terrible. R.I.P. to the uh, to the Pac-12. Second thing, did you guys see um, where uh, I believe this is real? I really do. LeBron said he missed a Lakers game if mm-hmm. it falls on the same day of his. Mm-hmm. Some plane. Perfectly okay with that. I don't, no problem with it. Just mm-hmm. it was worthy. Yeah. Boy, they they try so hard with LeBron between this Maverick Carter nonsense <laughs> and this this story. And, and I get it. It's magnified because the Lakers are struggling right now, and LeBron yeah. is acknowledging the Lakers are struggling right now. Be down last night in Oklahoma City. That man's son went into uh, cardiac arrest. If he wants to go watch him play basketball for a week, the hell with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with I that totally, at all. Yeah. I totally agree. And if the and Lakers if, lose all games when LeBron's not there, hell, that's the price they have to pay. That's what it is. You knew what you were getting into when you signed that's up right. with the James fam. That's right. <laughs> and if Rich Paul and Adele get divorced, it's not LeBron's fault. That's right. Like, it's yeah. not. You don't have to say LeBron's agent. Are they married? They're not married. Uh, Adele is no, they secretly got married. That's yeah. what I think that the oh, latest did they really? is Adele, like this Adele, last week. Adele, she's she's – Drop some hints. Oh, well, good for them. Yeah. I love love. Yeah, I, I think that that's like a secret thing. But again, it's not LeBron's fault they got married. It's not going to be their fault if they got divorced. LeBron's agent divorces Adele <laughs> next LeBron's on agent. first take. Get wild ass <laughs> out of here. And lastly, this where the Kings may become involved or whatever. Uh, it was re- reported that the NBA just saw its best November ever in attendance drawing a record average of 18,206 fans per game. In-season tournament, question mark? I think so. Adam Silver killed it. Whoever's idea this was, it's it's the beam for the NBA. <laughs> I like that. Ah, good call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Like, they killed it. Like, this was spectacular. I, I thought, I thought the oh, courts this isn't going to work. Really separate. I thought they made it different. It did not... Oh, by the way, there was no, oh, by the way, you knew. Mm-hmm. You knew the second you walked into the arena, you knew the second you tuned on the TV, you knew right away, whether you were familiar with the days or whatever, you knew the second you saw the court and the jersey, oh, it's, it's something's different. This yeah. is different. Yeah. Perfect. I totally agree. I, I think just a home run. What a crazy home run. Even like to have your players talking about De'Aaron Fox saying like, like, this is great. Like, a point differential, whatever. Like, we're all in. Everyone's in. Like, we, they didn't expect it to be this good. But the the quality of basketball early in the season is better than it has been in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, sir, they the, the people who put together the rules and all this other stuff, perfect job because it worked all the way literally into the final minutes of the in-season. So, yeah, yeah. games yep. that, quote-unquote, didn't mean anything or – or blowouts or whatever, still meant something. It always meant something, no matter who was playing, no matter what part of the game it was, uh, for all four games. And I wasn't sure. I thought, you know, maybe once a team clinched or something like that, the other games wouldn't matter. But then you remember, hey, these are real games too. Like it's not just yeah, yeah, it's a regular season tournament. Game. Yep. So it's it's a real game as well. Like you said, they they knocked it knocked it out of the park completely, and it's not done yet. So um, and, yeah. and part of it not being done yet, it came out yesterday. Um, the Kings, if they lose on Monday, they're going to have to go on the road regardless of who they play. Why? 
I, I don't know, but that's the that way That doesn't make sense because they're a higher seed than I know. the than, than the Phoenix, than Phoenix. Suns and the Phoenix shut. But they the there were the uh I I don't I don't know if I saw NBA letterhead, but it was on one of those things that have all the scenarios for all the mm. teams. And the Kings are either going to Phoenix or LA on Friday, seven o'clock if it's in Phoenix, seven thirty if it's in LA. Yeah, so uh, Sean and Brendan and I discussed this last night on the Kings Beat podcast, and there there are a bunch of wrinkles to all of this. Like, I, I think it's really interesting because all of a sudden, you had already lost the season series to the Pelicans because you only played them three times. You lost twice. Now it's possible the Kings, because they get an extra game against the Pelicans, could conceivably tie the season series, mm. which is totally bizarre. That's not something that we would have that would have been in play. And then if the Kings lose, but either way, whether they win or they lose, they will play an extra game against either the Lakers or the Pel- uh, the or the Suns yeah. and go up to five games against a, a division foe. They could literally like beat the Lakers with two games remaining already own the season series against the Lakers. If they were to play the Lakers and beat the Lakers. What I'd rather the they were the asking yesterday. And we, we still couldn't figure out like, <laughs> we couldn't figure out like, uh, cause we said somebody was already losing a game or something. Um, You remember it all Jesse? No, we were talking about the, 80 games, I don't remember, bro. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember what the hell I said. <laughs> I, know. I don't pay attention when I talk, James. I'm, I'm not sure. I pay attention when everyone else talks. You know what I, I lose sight of? When I said something on the Insiders versus D'Lo and KC versus <laughs> the Kings Beat podcast versus when I wrote it. Yeah, that's well, the tough thing. Yeah, or when I'm just talking to somebody and I say something, no, I can't keep them all together. Uh, well, I, I knew I saw it somewhere else before, but looks like Sean Cunningham had put that out. The uh, what I saw. Yeah, so did Deuce. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, Deuce. I, I see that. I, I pulled up the. That's who I saw. Letterhead, it was pamphlet, whatever. Yeah, that's bizarre. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't understand, understand that. that. At all. So I checked to see I get if the Lakers, but I don't understand the Sun. I get. I checked to see if the Golden One Center was occupied, and it's not because the game's the eighth, right? Mm-hmm. December eighth. Yeah, it's not occupied. So I don't. I no, don't... no, the game will be on the. No. The oh, you're right. Friday you're right. The 8th, yeah. No, no, no. The seventh. The seventh. They got them all Friday the eighth. All the everybody. All oh. the losers are playing Friday the eighth. No. No, no, no. No, the, the semi, the, the semifinals is the, the semifinals seventh. are the seventh. The losers, the, the losers are the eighth. Are the eighth? Oh, well, hey, I'm gonna miss that one. I've got a Christmas party I'm hosting. So why are you hosting the party? I've been meaning to ask you this. We might as well do it now. Why not? Why are you hosting the party on a Friday? <laughs> because look at the King's schedule. Well, this King's schedule is a disaster. I can't I can't have a back uh, a game on Friday, a game on Sunday and host a party on Saturday. That's too tough. Like because I won't get home until midnight plus and then the next morning and then like all that stuff and then I'd have to like baby. Yeah. What, what well why not? Like what are you cooking? What, what's going on? Well, wait a minute, James. The Kings don't play the ninth or the 10th. 
They might play. No, they could play on the. Oh, they could. But that's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. Yeah, they could. All right. Forget it. (laughs) I had to keep that out. Yeah, I'm such a complainer, Aldrin. I mean, that could be a party, though. It could have been a watch party, James. Well, James is. I think James. James is going to Vegas. Yeah. Well, I I think I am. Well, it depends on if Charlie took care of that or not. I I don't know. I haven't got. (laughs) Wait a minute. Confirmation. Wait a minute. Hang on. (laughs) Sorry. You want a company paid trip to Vegas? Oh man. Oh no no! Oh, I, no. I was gonna went... say, look at the new guy. Isn't he cute? <laughs> no, no, I he I know full well that that my Southwest points are going. Say you better the pull trip. out that Amex business card because write it off because that's about it. No, I don't. I I do not have one of those. But Charlie needed to get me a credential oh, because there's a new portal for the NBA credentialing system. I see. And it required him to put in a bunch of stuff that I'm like above my pay grade stuff. No. I don't right. know who my real boss is. I don't know what their email is. I don't know what the the address is to our business. I don't know the the phone number to the uh where we where we work, all those things. 916-909-1320. There it is. Or they can call us at 916-909-1025. We got you. Dead <laughs> they just call you <laughs> in the middle of the show. Hey, uh, hang on, we got the NBA on line one. This, yeah, this Jesse patches him through. Hey, what's going on? Does James Ham work there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's our, We're just checking. He's our We're most, just checking for a friend. He's, he's our most trusted <laughs> insider. That's fine. We're trying to convince our, our legal department that the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson isn't trademarked by anybody else, but it's turned out to be an extremely difficult process. So it's all right. It's fine. It's just kind of what we deal with here. These people out there trademarking James Ham and Insider, I, incredible. Know, whatever. James Ham, Insider, Kyle Matson. Yeah, it's crazy. Unbelievable. You they said put it on a shirt, then then you're totally done. You um, you said you had a lengthy question for Hammer. Oh, that Jesus was a while Christ. ago. That was a while ago, man. <laughs> we moved on to Vegas and Christmas parties. James' Christmas parties are fun. It was something with. I mean, obviously, it was something with the Kings, but. Oh, no, I do know. I do know. I do know. So, James, we talked about earlier because of Sabonis when uh, he cursed you out with his eyes. We, t- we talked about how he's when just he not. With his <laughs> the story is going to keep getting bigger when he dropkicked James Ham that day at practice. <laughs> James out there like Draymond. <laughs> oh, jeez. I didn't realize. Now I'm going to have to have a, go have a conversation with Domas in the locker room <laughs> tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, bro. I wasn't starting to trying to start anything. I like, come on, like, well, uh, I think like, what are you talking about, Willis? He just, yeah, he just not, he's not here for any of this. He's thing. gonna but hit you with like, it okay. Goes, it goes into what we were saying, right? So, like, I think we look at the Sacramento Kings at ten and seven, and we're like, it's cool, it's cool. Like, we probably want them to be eleven and six or something like that, but they're cool. Like, we're they're. For the most part, the general public, myself, Damien, you know, they've reached our expectations so far this year. It doesn't feel like they've reached that team or specifically DeMontis Sabonis' expectation. Do you feel the same way? Like, they're looking at 10-7 and seven like, we should be better than Can this. I add one thing to that? Yeah. The expert with context of the season. Yeah. Like, they're 10-7. and seven. De'Aaron's missed five. Trey's missed a ton. Keegan's been 13. out of stretch. Like the yeah, the, the the full the full context of the season. Sorry, James, go ahead. Do you think they they're looking at it 
the same way, like, yeah, we're we're satisfied. Or and we kind of got the feeling like they're like, now nah, we should be better than this. You know, I I think the best way, like, we went back today on the insiders, me and Kyle, and we compared their ten and seven this season to ten and seven last year. And I felt more comfortable with their ten and seven last year than I do about their ten and seven this year. Because I think, like, just quick math, I got five games that, as someone who covers a team, I thought were washouts, that were bad games. Kyle has a different description of what a bad game is. But for me, like, you go to Houston, you lose the first one, that was a bad loss. You lose the second one, that's a flat-out hideous loss. You go to the new Orleans and you lose the first one. And that was a bad loss. You didn't even make it a game. It wasn't competitive, right? You played them the next night. Okay. You played better. Maybe I'm okay with you saying that's a, that's not a bad loss. Like take all of the emotional, like whatever Tuesday night was like Wednesday's a bad loss. It, it doesn't matter how you turn it. Every team has back-to-backs. Every team has emotional games. Like, you can't have four out of your, your whatever we're at now, of your 17, 17 games be bad losses, like really bad losses. Last year, at this point, I don't think there was a bad loss at all. And then I will even tell you that, like, throughout the season, there might have been, like, four bad losses total. And yeah. that's something that's different. Go Real ahead, quick. Kenny. No, I just want to because the caveat you had probably should be factored into that about the injuries. the injuries. They didn't have these injuries last year. They I agree. They didn't lose the starters for an extended period of time. They've already lost De'Aaron for five and Keegan for another five. So Yeah, De'Aaron on the season missed nine but never had been a full-fledged. Keegan played 79 or – I think he played 80, but he started 79. Domas was at 79 or 80. Uh, 82 for Harrison Barnes and uh, Kevin Herter was at, I think, 78, 79. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you about some of these, like the, the Clippers mm-hmm. loss, Houston's mm-hmm. loss, the first, the, the second Houston, Pelicans. first Pelicans game. I'm, I don't want to see that anymore. So, I agree with you. But how much do you weigh them having to deal with these injuries that they didn't have to deal with last year into the how you feel about this team? Yeah, I mean, you have to put that into into the equation for sure. But like a bad loss, it's a bad. I mean, if you lose by if you lose by ten, but you're fighting. Like I even last year, the the fourth game of the season, the Kings lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. They lost by fifteen. That game wasn't a fifteen point game. That I was agree. a super close game. And then right at the end, the Grizzlies got a bunch of points and and it made it look lopsided. That was not a lopsided game. That was a hell of a game. They were down twenty I, at one point in that game. Yeah, they, but they I, fought I, back though. Yeah. They did. I, I think they yeah. I, I I agree with James. I've always thought that game was looked at a little worse than it should be. Yeah, because I, I thought they had a shot. So uh, when I look at the scope of this year's games, like there are some stingers, man. Some games that you want to turn the channel, you know, twenty minutes in, you're like, okay, I'm done. Because they're done. They're not coming back. <laughs> and we did. I think, I think part of this is uh, the injuries. 
I think part of it is when you're a better team, sometimes you take bad losses in a different way. Sometimes you just go, okay, we're done. We're not, we don't have it tonight. Mm. And as a good team, you know, when you're a bad team and you're sitting there fighting and all that stuff, you're trying to claw back into games. A lot of good teams go, okay, we know we're not coming back tonight. Let's just save it for tomorrow. So maybe that's part of it, but like, dude, the, the, it, I'll just keep circling those, the Houston games and the new Orleans games. That's not good to lose both on it. Like to play a team twice and to get, you know, curb stomped on the first one. And then almost the same in the second, like, mm. Mm, that's not good. Those are uncomfortable losses. I hear you. Yeah. And I guess it just, how do you fix that? Right. Is it as simple as De'Aaron getting comfortable being back? Is it as simple as Keegan and Trey getting comfortable together? Cause the two haven't really played together. Uh, is it just as simple as time? Is it as simple as Mike fi- fi- figuring out the rotation once everyone's back? Like I'm, I don't know what the answer uh, is. I agree with James. Some of these losses have stood out a little bit more, but I've tried to take the whole season into context. Sorry. And while I understand what <clears throat> James is saying, and to a lot of it I agree with, that wasn't the question. <laughs> How do you think they feel about this 10-7 and 7 start? I think, oh, they want, they I think want they to be better. They're not okay with it. Like, no. They, I think maybe even – even more so than you're not okay with it. I think they're like, nah, this we should be thirteen and four or whatever that would be, thirteen and five or something like that. Twelve and twelve and five. I don't know. Well, yeah, but like you got dreams, you got aspirations, you got goals. Like that's and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. This team should have all that. So I think they, they believe once they get healthy and they get everybody back and like everything's flowing, they should be just fine. Now, that doesn't mean that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like we can talk about, oh, they gar- the Kings aren't guaranteed a playoff spot. They're 17 games into an 82-game season. They got 65 games left. You know, we're at a point where, like, Bradley Beal has to play all but two of them or he's not going to be qualified for any of the, the stuff. But, like, <laughs> that's like, that's where Damn. we're at, though. Wow. Like, yeah. That's crazy. You got... 65 games remaining, we can't make some snap judgment because they're 10 and 7. I think this is this team is is better than 10 and 7. And uh, I think that the fact that they've lost, I think again, I think it's 34 and you can even say 34 and a half because of Keegan missing that whole second half. Like that's a lot of games to injury already. And I would like to tell you, oh, we can just take out Alex Len's minutes. Yeah, Alex Len showed us that he he's equal to or better than JaVale McGee without any question. And he knows the job and he was playing said that (laughs) he was playing really well (laughs) when he got hurt and he was in your rotation. Uh, Keon Ellis, the Kings had gone six and O with Keon Ellis as a major piece of the rotation after Mm -hmm. he played really well in the Houston game. And then boom, he rolls his ankle. So like, these are things like you can't just dismiss the fact that a player isn't really part of the rotation because the players that we're talking about at the time they went out for injury were part of the rotation and were part of the thing that was helping win games, especially like Keon winning six games in a row with Keon Ellis playing substantial minutes. Like, okay, 
that that's big. So yeah, the Kings have definitely had the injuries have have impacted their their overall record. But by how much, who knows? Whether it's two games, whether it's one game, whether it's four games, and they should be you know fourteen and three or something. I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. You know what I love is like you or you know Sean, the guys in some way, shape, or form asked Domas Harrison and I think De'Aaron about the emotional fatigue of the Warriors into the Clippers game. And the only one who acknowledged it was the rookie. (laughs) Sasha was like, oh, yeah, we were wiped out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all the other guys is, hey, you got to – you got to perform, man. It's an eighty-two game season. You just you, you have these, you know these 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 games. You got to be ready. No, no roller coasters. No, none of that. One no. of eighty-two. Yeah, one of eighty-two. One of eighty-two. Just no, meanwhile, like, the rookie's like, "Whoa, man, we was spent. That Warriors game kicked our ass, boy." And I it, found the way that he says funny. it, his delivery is, well, you know, we we're emotionally empty. Yeah, it was just so matter of <laughs> like fact. Like we were emotionally empty. I was you like, know, oh no. It happens. I don't want to make excuses, but you know, sometimes these things happen and he's just so suave. He's so suave. All I was thinking he's, is like, they're I gonna just, cuss his ass out in the locker rookie, room, boy. Just one time I wanted to hear him say, Woody, I stole your girlfriend. I'm going to steal your girlfriend. That I like, I want to hear him say it. Like he's so spectacular. I have no I, idea what that. I don't know. That's what from you... Cheers. That's Woody Harrell. Oh, come on, come on. I was watching the Cosby Show. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess on that note, we'll we'll just be done. The show is over at this point. Uh, thank you guys so much for being with us. It is the Kings and the Nuggets uh, this weekend. We've got the Joe Flacco Bowl here. Joe Flacco Bowl. And um, I don't know if we have it, but go Stingers up. We have oh, that. Stingers yeah. all the way 1030 up. 1030 yeah. be there. Let's go, baby. Yes, Let's go. indeed. Go yes, Aggies. indeed. Uh, go we'll Aggies. be back here. You guys aren't playing no more. We'll be back here on <laughs> Monday. We got ripped off. To recap, um, uh, the Kings weekend, 49ers, Eagles, get ready for the in-season tournament. Uh, make sure that you lock them beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos all my teams. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.